Hey everyone, this is Lisa Welsh, and you're listening to Microgreens for Growers and Consumers. And today, I want to talk about selling out. You know, when you sell microgreens and you have this really great day and you sell them out, that's such a great day, isn't it? That would be nice if that's what I was talking about, but I'm not. I'm talking about selling out on your vision, selling out on your goals, selling out on your dreams, selling out on who you are. Because let's be honest, a lot of times we do do that. I'd like to think that I am so governed by my strong sense of whatever that I am never going to sell out. I hope not to, but I may. Why? Because me, just like you, we're all fiercely and poorly made humans, no, I'm just kidding, who uh, tend to be selfish, self-centered a little bit, and sometimes we go for the easy win. I think that's kind of about it. So what do I mean by selling out? Well, I do mean selling out in that regard. I mean, business isn't going good, so you take on a partner, and then your partner asks you to compromise in just a small way, and, and you agree to do it, because it's not that big of a deal. Uh, maybe it's you switch to a container that it has... Um, more plastic in it than the one that you're using, which is more plant-based. Or maybe um, you give them a half a gram left less of microgreens than you used to. You know, customers don't mind, and you know, you get to make more money. Whatever it may be, we all compromise something that we agree with. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, we could have the completeness of sustainability and everyone taken care of. And we don't live in that perfect world, not yet. So, you have to ask yourself, and I think always, about once a year, try to do a thing about where you're going to compromise, what will you compromise, and what won't you compromise. I have a very strong set list of things I will not compromise on. I absolutely will not budge. Ask my husband. I don't change my mind on that. Then there are some things that with enough time and enough pestering, he can break me down. I mean, not just him specifically, but in general, I can be broken down. Um, my son knows his ways to get what he wants out of me, too. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm manipulated all the time at my house. I'm sure you feel the same. It's it's annoying trying to live with people because that's what life is. It's all about compromise. So, we're talking about microgreens. So, what do you think I want to talk about compromising? So, a lot of growers, actually, I wouldn't even really call them commercial growers, but they want to be commercial growers, I guess. I'm not sure. Here's tip number one. Before you call yourself a farmer, a grower, something like that, and you start marketing yourself to businesses, which is very good that you're excited. It's very good. Think it through, though. You're excited, so on day one, you're going to go and tell this chef that you're going to grow microgreens. You've never grown that crap a day in your life. You don't know what the heck you're doing. Don't go do that call. Don't do it. You can say, I'm going to start, I'm going to learn, I'm going to, I don't know. I think all growers should take about a one-month journey at least at a minimum i mean at the very barest necessity of them all you should be growing a crop consistently to harvest a set yield for a whole month and be on point so i don't want to hear that oh today was this my order short no 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 you must meet your customer's demand whichever that may be make it up in your head call me i'll give you a demand if you want and um and you meet that expectation because i see so often and I talked to so many restaurant owners. Now, you guys know I'm not trying to cater to chefs because it's just not my thing. But I talk to them all the time. And, dude, 
They got like 25 growers going up in their restaurants all the time asking them to buy their microgreens. Great. You going to be around next month because like half of those 25 are gone? I mean, that's a real concern. And they have every right to question you. How long have you been in business? And prove it. Show me that you're sustainable. Because honestly, if I owned a business, I wouldn't buy from half of them. And that's just me being honest. From a business side, I have growers come to me all the time that want me to buy from them. You know what? I don't buy from them. Well, for one, I can grow my own. So it doesn't really make sense to buy from them. In some instances, I do. Um, certain crops I don't like to grow, so I don't. Because why do something I don't want to do? Um, but I make sure that wherever I source my stuff from, it's definitely reputable. Or somebody who I would absolutely not have an issue with dealing with their stuff. And there's only a few growers that I do that with. Um, and that's the truth. Mostly because I like to see the people's environment where they grow it before I even say anything. Um, because that's my name. And I tend to value my name. So, and it's more expensive anyway. So, it's not an ideal situation. But it's something I've been toying with. So, right now is a grant that has come up. And it is basically a grant that encourages co-oping. And a co-op is a thing I'm sure if you know me, you've heard me talk about. Because I think there should be a co-op. I think that it should be, instead of 25 growers walking into a restaurant, the restaurants go to a website, and there they see what the week's yield or what harvest should be, what crops are going to be available, what day they'll be available, what quantity we anticipate will be available, and they can let us know if there's anything they want available specifically that we could grow for. Um, and basically, at this data point, at this central location, the central point, the microgreens come there are gathered there, and then they go out to the prospective customer. Because here's the thing. You're naive. And even even for older and more experienced girls who have luck with this, I'm going to point you right and say I totally disagree. Anyone who's in business does not want their day to be inconvenienced by nonsense, foolishness, or small orders. I promise you, I can sell multi-million dollar treatment jobs all day. I am really annoyed at the two pieces of backflow preventers that somebody wants me to place an order on and they want to put an expectation on me to hurry up and do that. I got a million dollar order or two pieces. What are you going to be more concerned about? You're going to be looking more towards where's your produce guy? Where's your distributor? And that's maybe what growers should start looking at. Stop looking at the restaurant as if that's your meat and potatoes because you're causing them to change the way they do business. Great. Market disruption. Sounds great. But it's I ultimately, it's not efficient. There are better ways. So I think we could do it better. And I think part of that comes down to we shouldn't be walking in talking to chefs all the time. Because one, that's a lot of time out of a chef's day. And if I'm an owner, you better get his butt to work. Because I'm not paying him to talk to vendors. I'm paying him to work. And that's why I have a produce guy. And I use a produce company. Because their job, give me what I want. They source it. That should be more of the relationship. So maybe think about if you can't work with your produce guys because they don't want to work with you. I mean, I don't know if that may be your situation. I know what my situation is. I know where I can sell tons. I know where I can sell little. I know what I can do. And honestly, I have a firm foundation of where I stand with my business. I don't expect, or actually, I, I do expect it to happen, but then I expect to have to sell. Um, and that means... I don't expect to keep my business when it's this big booming business 
Mm -mm. No desire. That means I gotta manage people. I can't even manage myself. So definitely not about that. Um, so I want to, I have every intention that if it becomes to a point where it becomes too big, I'll sell it. Or I'll hire someone else to run it. Because I don't want nothing to do with that. Why? Because companies, I believe, sometimes can lose their direction when they get too big. They sell out. They compromise. They change who they are. I probably would move along and then go back to what my grassroots foundation was. What was I trying to do? I'm trying to change the way the world eats vegetables in its most pure, simplest form. If I create something that's a great success and it takes off and it changes things and then it becomes like this thing that becomes whatever, that's great. I need to get rid of that now and I need to focus back on how I change the world. Because no matter what you do, you'll only change a portion. So I think that as growers, you got two options. If you want to be more of an asset to your community, meaning you don't wish to disrupt their supply chain and their issues. Because I've sold direct to chefs. Sure I have. Um, I got chefs that personally come here uh, two times a week. They come just to my house and they get what they need. And then they're skedaddle. Um, and that's fine. However you want to do it is fine. But I honestly really think at the core of it all, any business, and this is from every business book you've ever read in your whole life, and if you've never read one, wow. The center of it all, how to maximize the one resource that is is finite. And it surely ain't money. Money is whatever, comes and goes. That thing just is it's cyclical. What isn't? Your time. Their time. Time in general. Only thing you can't get back. So if a chef's running late, and this happens and that happens and that happens, it creates this whole cascade of things because why because you can't just go ahead and say oh go to the ATM and grab me some more time go ahead go grab it that'd be kind of cool I would totally pay for that by the way um but it doesn't exist we can outsource things we can hire people to do things but we cannot clone ourselves at least not yet so I think there's a better way you could be of a better value to your customer meaning if you sell the chefs that's just what I'm talking about today by and I don't mean to tell you this to say, oh, sell out to a produce company who sells to that customer. But try to work with that produce company. Maybe there's an opportunity there. I know that there's some growers who don't really work with produce companies. And I know that there might be, hey, there could be, you could become your own produce company. Take your migraines, go find some local farmers who grow stuff, have stuff, and aren't getting it sold. Or they are on their own level. See if you can maybe create your own little niche for some certain restaurants. Or go to a restaurant and basically become their farm to table chef. Or their grower. I actually think that would be a pretty cool idea. If you went to a restaurant and, I don't know, there's like a... I guess I think of, I think of those like globe greenhouses. Like, you know, the ones that are made out of glass and they look like a half a circle. It covers it up. And inside there is like all the fruits and all the vegetables that the restaurant uses to cook with, right? But there's nothing... Actually, it's like all their stuff. So they don't order produce from anybody. They literally grow it on-site in this bubble. That's what I can see. And then you are the grower. Of course, then it's kind of like you have a job. But I don't know about you. And I don't know how long you've been running your business. But no matter what anybody says, being an entrepreneur is great. You can call your shots. You can do what you want. A little bit. But you always have an obligation you always have a sense of urgency. At least most of us do. Why? Because if I don't work, if I don't do anything for the day, who am I letting down? My entire family who depends on me to feed them. My everybody. 
myself, what I intended to do. So a lot of times people say it's just easy. You can just do a few hours here and there. Sure it is. That's what you want to make it a part-time thing. That's fine. But if it's going to be a part-time thing, then be honest about it. And don't pretend to be something you're not. Don't sell out. Be authentically you. There's nothing wrong with you. I promise. I'm a little weird, and I still believe there ain't nothing wrong with me. We are who we are, and it's okay to be a perfectly flawed individual. It's perfectly okay to be a hypocrite. I try not to be, but apparently I'm a huge hypocrite, which is actually kind of true. Um, why? I don't know. Because I just want everything. I want my cake, and I want to eat it too, as most of us kind of do in some areas of our life. So... Just remember that when you have an idea, don't dismiss it so well. And if everyone's like, no one's ever done that, why would you even think you could do that? That's just stupid. Don't sell yourself short. The grant that's available right now is called the Value Added Producer Grant. How can you add value to your products? What could you do? What crazy, crazy out-of-the-box thing could you come up with that could change something? So I'm going to put together a class after I find someone who can organize it for me um, for this grant, specifically this grant. And it's going to come up pretty quick. It's going to come up, I don't know, probably within the next week. It's going to be a class. And if you want to come, come. Um, probably check on Vitality Farms Company's website. I'll put something up there, I'm sure, um, even though I hate working on the website. But I'll put a class up there. If you want to come, come. If you want help running the grants, that's what we do. You should join the association. Um, which is the imgaflorida.org. Hopefully it works. If it doesn't, send me an email because I am not a website designer. I have become a website half designer, half whatever. Um, but it's important that you think about every single person that can hear this silly podcast. Well, it's not silly. I do put effort into it, I think. Um, if you can hear me and you think I have something worth saying, then hear this. You need to be at that meeting. You need to start thinking about how you can produce value to your crop. Because every single person out there has an idea. They just haven't realized what it is yet. You need to sometimes come together with people and what I call throw spitwads at the board. Just throw them. Chuck them. I mean, I have binders full of ideas that are, some are great. Genius. Gonna make somebody really rich. Maybe me if I ever get that far. But there's other ones that are absolute duds. You lose your butt. Make no money. But you have to have a place where you can put all that stuff. Manifest it. Think about it. Think it through. And as you start to do that routinely, you'll start to be able to pull from your ideas pretty quickly. I usually can listen to somebody talk, and I can tell them three ways they can make a ton more money just off of listening to how they present what they do, what they find value in, and where they miss. We did a um, an event a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, I'm all about no competitors. Well... I mean, I have competitors, of course, obviously. But I don't really view them that way. So one of the growers said, hey, I want to work this event. Or I want to do this event. Are you doing it? And I was like, well, yeah, I was already signed up. And I got a lot to do. And I started thinking about my schedule and like how busy I am. I mean, three events, one weekend. It's oh, a lot to grow for. That's a lot to do. I got all this other stuff in life happening. I got meetings that I have to take. So I was like, you know what? Be what I say. Tell you what, you grow all the greens for the event, and I'll bring all the extra stuff that I bring. And you can see how much profit you can make off of selling all the other stuff. And you can help in case I have 
so much going on that I can't handle it all. Um, and it was great. It was probably the best event I had worked in a while because it was nice to hear somebody else pitch the exact same product I can pitch, but to hear them do it in such a non-competitive, non-threatening way. And if they had a lot of customers, I would pitch in and help out. They knew I could handle pretty much any question a customer would have, and I knew that they could handle anything that came up, even though I saw a lot of, like, grow kits and ways to help people grow. Um, And then my seasoning blends and all that good stuff, and then the powders. But I know that they know enough about my product to do that. And then as the turn of events, not only did we both do pretty well that day, that person went out and found me more customers for my other lines. So, I mean, sometimes it's important to to become people that you need to work together with. Because, let me tell you, some of us, we do things great, and we all do. We're all great in many ways. We're all supposed to be. But we are not all great in every area of everything involving our business. So that's where you work together. So anyhow... I'm out of here. I got things to do. I got to go places, places to go, things to see. But I will get something up for class on this specific grant. I'm going to try to do that like once, I don't know, a month maybe. And maybe I'll just pick a different grant each month. Or maybe I'll just do brainstorming sessions every month so you guys can start to get them ready. Because it doesn't matter if you miss the deadline for this grant or not. It's going to be coming next year, same time. So it's not really, I mean, it is important that you get them in. If you have something you're really working on. But if it's just an ideal stage, you have time. Time to go ahead and stick that seed in the ground. Give it a little water. Let it grow. And if it needs to grow past microgreen stage in order to become what you need it to become in the future. To make successful microgreen business. That's okay. It's okay. You can let it sit for a year. Or six months until you start working on it again. That's okay. Everything will move in the time it's meant to move. And don't think that this is like some huge craze of like. Everybody's into microgreens now. Oh, microgreens just became this huge thing. Okay, yes, microgreens are up. But collectively, microgreens go through rises and falls all the time. Just like general farming. So it's not as if you're seeing an influx of people actually consume microgreens at home. You're not seeing that. You're seeing more growers, more growers, more growers. Absolutely fine. But overall, the usage on the home rate, the change in the consumer's behavior isn't quite there yet. So don't worry. We're not going to, you know, saturate the market. It is, you know, it does get busy. It has its ebbs and flows. But it's going to be okay. Um, there's a lot of consumer behavior to change. And that's the ultimate question you have to ask yourself. Not can I sell a microgreen to some random Joe Blow walking down the thing. How can I change this person's behavior to want to go to the fridge and grab this every day? Because that's how you sell more. You don't sell more if they buy it and try it as a as a token item. I mean, I buy all types of stuff at my farmer's market one time, never buy it again. How do you create a customer? So anyhow, have a good day. Stay out of trouble. I still have not learned how to edit these things yet. So hopefully, mm, we'll give yourself another month. Let's forget about it. It's just too much going on this month. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Try something new. Check out my class. I think it's going to be live. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I have to have someone who can help me figure it out. See, I have to call someone else. Why? Because it's too much. I've been learning that a lot lately. I know how to delegate or boss people around. How do you want to call that expression? So go ahead and do that. Have a great day. Bye.